Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Josh, and I am riding solo today, tonight, with uh, well, without my co-host Grace. She's in London right now. Hopefully, she's asleep or close to it right now. Um, <clears throat> but I have Kusha Carvandi on the show with me, and he is the creator CEO of BFR Bands. And any of you that have been following my personal page, or maybe even even the Simply Walk to Talk Instagram page, you may have seen me with some strange things wrapped around my arms like the ultimate warrior um or or whatever but yes i've been playing around with the bfr bands for a little bit and uh we have none other than the creator of bfr bands so um kusha why don't you say what's up to our our, our following our listeners and uh let's let's learn a little bit more about you awesome yeah thanks for having me i'm kusha you know like you said the creator of the bfr bands and and a little bit of a background about me, I guess, is, you know, I started the company, gosh, maybe about, you know, almost 10 years ago now. And, um, you know, really it started after I started seeing some of the research myself on blood flow restriction training. And uh, like most people, I was, you know, a little bit skeptical because it seems counterintuitive around restricting blood flow during exercise because a lot of what you learn in, in the fitness industry is that you want to improve circulation and and improve blood flow during exercise. So it seemed a little counterintuitive, which really piqued my interest. And then when I dove deeper into it, I found that there was, you know, not just a few studies, but there were hundreds of studies to date on this style of training, on this methodology all around the world, showing what it could do for recovery, for performance, for, you know, hypertrophy, which is muscle size. And so I became really intrigued by this. And so as I went deeper down the rabbit hole, I discovered that there really wasn't anything that out there that was very practical. A lot of the articles I was reading and, and um, the stuff that people were using was, you know, just whatever they could find, whether it be, you know, some knee wraps, some ace bandages, whatever. And all of those things have obviously their own, you know, positives and negatives. Uh, the biggest negative being that, you know, they can be very inconsistent and hard to apply by yourself with one arm. And that's what kind of led us to develop the BFR bands, which is really around, you know, designing the kind of the simplest and easiest to use um, bands for practical blood flow restriction training. And so our, our most of our bands, the upper body bands specifically, are designed to be operated with one hand. So you can operate it, you know, mostly with one hand and lock it by yourself without having to have someone help you, that sort of thing. And um, so, yeah, I mean, many years later, here we are today and we're launching always, you know, trying to be creative and, and um, you know, every few months we're trying to come out with something new um, to just innovate and try to make it even better and even easier. So, yeah, that's that's in a nutshell kind of how it all began and what's led us to where we are today. Sweet. OK, cool. So that's a, a very thorough sort of, uh, I guess, in-depth but thorough explanation of, of kind of how it evolved but let's take a step back and let's for some of my listeners let's have them understand what BFR is or um, we hear the words blood flow occlusion we hear that being thrown around as well um, so how about we dive into the science so that people at least understand why it is someone would even do that like why would you see somebody putting these wraps on their arms or their legs and then from there we can kind of dive into the different types or or the different ways of using it and, and continue this conversation. Yeah, sure. I mean, essentially what you do with BFR training is you wear the bands on your upper arms or your upper legs 
And what you're doing is you're, you know, you're trying to provide compression to slow the blood flow from leaving the limbs. So your arteries bring blood flow in, the veins carry blood flow out. So you're not trying to restrict the arterial blood flow, you're just trying to slow the venous blood flow. So that's why you want to make sure you have the right type of bands and the appropriate amount of pressure applied when you're doing it. Uh, because you don't want to completely cut off blood flow. When they say occlusion, it doesn't actually mean 100% occlusion. It's, uh, you know, it's usually between 30 to 70% occlusion is what you're aiming for, uh, in terms of how much pressure. So that's essentially what you're doing. And some people get a little bit confused by that because like, you know, like I said, when you hear blood flow restriction or you hear blood flow occlusion, they think it means you're cutting off blood supply to the limbs, but you're not. You're actually, you're enhancing the pump. And one of the biggest things that most people don't realize is anytime you're doing strength training, you're actually doing occlusion training. You're internally occluding. So by virtue of swelling the muscle, you're actually creating this internal occlusion that's creating this vascularity and this muscle pump that it's in a way it's happening internally. And what you're doing with the bands is you're, you know, using this external implement to, you know, to exacerbate that even further and, and, uh, and create a cascade of all these other effects and benefits with BFR, but you're not cutting off blood flow. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there first, because that's, that's a big myth and misconception. You're just providing compression and it should be mostly comfortable. I mean, when you're doing the exercise, it's going to obviously burn and there's going to be discomfort, uh, you know, cause you know, like anything, you, you know, you're not going to get results without having some level of discomfort throughout the process with exercise. So, you know, there, there is that, but it shouldn't be, you know, painful in terms of how much pressure you have. It shouldn't be any numbness or tingling or anything like that. It should just be compression. And, you know, the, the reason why you would want to do this is, you know, there's multiple types of scenarios why you might want to do this. You know, the, the primary scenario where it began was really for recovery for someone who's maybe recovering from an injury or, or, or something. But then that evolved into bodybuilding. Bodybuilders use it to, you know, as another tool for hypertrophy. Um, and, you know, and I'm a big, one thing I also want to mention is I'm a big believer that there's no panacea to health. I think a lot of people kind of drink their own Kool-Aid when they, you know, when they start a business, when they, when they create their own products. And I'm the first to tell people that BFR is not a panacea. It's not a cure-all. It's not going to, you know, you can't drop everything you're doing, just do BFR by itself and, and expect to be, you know, Mr. Olympia. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know, depending on what your goals are, you know, might be, you know, more valuable for, for some people than others. But, you know, for almost everybody, BFR is going to be a tool that you'll have in your tool belt. It's something that will be in your gym bag. You're going to use it, you know, either on a regular basis or, you know, through cycles of your training, uh, you know, periodization. It's something that you'll use. So that's something I always like to mention as well, because people think like, oh, it's, you know, this can't be the only thing. And it's like, of course not. You know, you still, if you can do traditional heavier training, you want to integrate that too. You don't want to abandon everything else out there. There's a lot of good training tools and methodologies out there. You don't need to abandon them. Uh, but yeah, in terms of what you can use it for, like I said, recovery, hypertrophy, which is muscle size, you know, mainly bodybuilding, can also be used to enhance strength. The studies have shown that traditional training is going to be a little bit better at building and maintaining strength than BFR. But in the event, for some reason, that you cannot or prefer not to do a ton of heavy lifting for whatever reason it may be, or maybe for certain muscle groups, you know, BFR can be useful there to use in lieu of doing heavier traditional training. So it can be useful for strength as well. They've used it in research as well for, you know, um, performance for VO2 max and speed. There's been studies, actually studies with our bands specifically, where they, you know, wore it on their legs and all they did was walk, uh, for 20 minutes. 
Uh, I think it was three days a week for six weeks. And these were, you know, fit military uh, trained individuals who, you know, who, the, you know, these weren't like general adaptations to new training. And uh, and they saw, you know, significant improvements in their 1.5 mile run times and their VO2 max. So it can have effects outside of just looks and uh, and, you know, and visual pump. Because a lot of people, when they see BFR, they think, oh, that doesn't do anything. It's just increasing your pump while you're wearing it. But when you take it off, you know, your muscle swells back down. It's just for looks. And obviously, it's not. It's creating a whole slew of, of metabolic and you know, biochemical changes that are actually happening just as just the same as you do with strength training. So the way you explain that, it, it sort of reminds me of the explanation I use for electrical muscle stimulation because – Part of what I specialize in, my company, we specialize in whole body wireless electrical muscle stimulation. And mm -hmm. a lot of times people, they either think that it's just the the thing you do. It's like, oh, we discovered EMS, so now that's all we're going to do. It's like, no, we're going to use it as a complement to exercise. And it's just another tool in the toolkit, right? And to your point, I have, I always keep four bands on me for BFR bands because like I said, I've been using it lately and mm -hmm. uh, some of the things that I've noticed is just simply doing body weight exercises. I feel, I feel the fatigue, but I also feel the pump and it feels so good. You know, mm -hmm. it, like, it feels so good. Um, so then, okay, we've got, we, we, we've got certain people out there who might take your advice or, or at least listen to what you mentioned as far as recovery and then there's the hypertrophy folks and then there's potentially the strength gains, right? Depending on mm -hmm. like most bang for your buck situation, minimum effective dose. But then yep. who would it not be for? For sure. With BFR, I mean, if someone has any type of circulatory issue or any issue with their you know nervous system or their nerves, um, if, you know, pregnancy, there's there's certain contraindications that um, that wouldn't make sense, obviously, because it is going to be a stressor on those systems, you know, on your circulatory systems. So um, uh, those are the types of people I wouldn't recommend. But if you're, you know, a general healthy individual, um, you know, if you have a certain condition that I didn't mention, you know, we always recommend speak to your doctor because we can't obviously predict every situation, every circumstance is different. So when in doubt, just speak with your physician and, and they can provide the best re recommendation. But if you're the average healthy individual, for healthy individuals, BFR is going to be very useful. Just like, again, I, I equate it to strength training because it's, you know, it's utilizing a form of strength training. It just happens to be lighter and higher volume. But just like traditional strength training, if you're, you know, if you're a healthy individual, you're going to get a ton of benefits from doing traditional strength training versus just doing cardio alone. So BFR is kind of the same thing. If you're a healthy individual, you're going to get a ton of benefit from utilizing this as a tool. And one of the things I forgot to mention was something you talked about, which is the fact that it's so versatile that you can use it with just body weight. And I personally like that because when I travel, you never know what kind of equipment you're going to have at a hotel gym or, you know, what, what gym you're going to be uh, close to. So, you know, as a backup, it's always good to have some BFR bands and even just some resistance bands, you know, if you don't have any free weights. So you can do some body weight and resistance band uh, training as your load when you're doing your workouts. So it is very versatile in that way, too. Yeah, that's a that's actually a great segue into the next piece that I wanted to to dive into, which is, OK, you've got now you let's say you're someone who who now has their BFR bands and they just want to get right to it. Um, I, obviously, I know 
at least what has been put out there on the research. But why don't you tell our listeners um, the difference between going all out like max reps um, versus maybe a higher repetition, lower weight scenario or, you know, not full out sprints versus, you know, staying in zone two situation. Maybe you can talk about that because I think that was that was something that really intrigued me and made it again even easier to to say i'm going to always keep this in my bag for sure mm-hmm. yeah one of the things you mentioned earlier is you know with with anything you want that minimum effective dose you know you want that minimum effective dose of exercise and same thing with bfr you just want that minimum amount and if you get too little of a stimulus it doesn't really do anything. Kind of like a drug. You know, you take too little of Advil, it doesn't do anything. You take too much, you get sick. And same thing goes for BFR and exercise. And so what they found with BFR, I look at BFR as like an amplifier. With BFR, they found that, you know, you can do BFR training, which is, you know, typically done with very, very lightweight, somewhere between 20 to 40% of your maximal weight that you can use for one rep. And you'll do very high reps. You know, typical protocol is like 30 reps on the first set. And then the subsequent, you know, three sets after that, you're doing maybe 15 reps because you're fatigued, so you're doing less reps. But generally, you know, your goal is to do as many reps to fatigue. You're trying to do a lot of reps to hit fatigue on each set with BFR. And what they found by doing the very, very, very lightweight, in some cases just body weight, and uh, and doing BFR, they found the results to be very similar to high-intensity traditional training. And so that can be really appealing because for many people, the especially as a trainer, if you're a trainer or a coach, uh, you know, many coaches know it's hard to, you know, get the compliance and the consistency if they're just burning their clients out all the time with high intensity, you know, heavy training. You just, you know, you have you know, a normal routine outside of the gym. You have life. There's all these other stressors that are going to stress the brain and the nervous system outside of your workouts. Uh, so, you know, it, BFR can be really useful because it's, it's way less stressful on the nervous system than traditional heavy training. So, it, you know, it gets similar benefits without the same type of um, load on the nervous system in that way. So it can be really valuable, you know, in terms of, yeah, if you're, if you're trying to get the same similar benefits. I would still recommend integrating the high-intensity training, whether it be sprints, whether it be, you know, high-intensity um, heavy strength training. Uh, if you can integrate those, of course, that, that will be better. Depending on what your goal is, of course, that would be best to integrate it and, and integrate BFR at the end of your workouts as like a finisher or on alternate days on like an active recovery and that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, in the event you can't do those things, you can always, you know, fall back on BFR as well. Okay, so that, that's interesting. So just to be clear, when you say integrate, you mean sort of as a part of your training, but not necessarily max out with the BFR bands, right? You would use it sort of after that workout, yeah. right? Yeah, not yeah. You're not combining BFR with heavyweight. You're doing your, you know, you do your warm up in the beginning of a workout. You do your traditional workout, which may consist of some heavyweight or high intensity, and then at the end you'll finish with some BFR training, and then maybe a little bit of a cool down after that as well. Uh, but yeah, this the BFR. The protocol I described earlier, that's the protocol you would use. You would just plug that in to your workout. And generally, I recommend at the end of the workout, you know, you could experiment with maybe the beginning, the middle. But generally, you know, as a workout finisher, most people like that because you finish with a nice pump. And I like it because it's not threatening to the brain. If I, if I, you know, mentally and psychologically, if I, I'm like, okay, I have leg dates tomorrow and I'm going to squat heavy, 
that's a, you know, there's some mental friction there, whether we realize it or not, you know, there's some friction of like, oh gosh, I got to get myself psyched up to go do this, but you don't have to get yourself psyched up to lift lightweight with some bands on your arms. So it's that's true. the nice part is that there's friction <laughs> and, yeah. and that tends to be more fun in that way. No, very, very good point. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's funny because a few of my, my followers on the podcast, they noticed that I posted this video of me utilizing the frog i don't i don't know if you're familiar with the frog it's like this this like four wheel contraption that you kind of you know you have your arms your legs anyway so i'm using the frog in yep. my underwear in my living room but i had the bfr bands on my arms and legs so that kind of brings me to the next question which is what are your thoughts on because i'm seeing that there's, I guess, a camp of people out there that are like, yeah, it's fine to, to occlude or to restrict both the upper body and lower body at the same time. But then there's also a camp that are like, never do both at the same time. And then you've got, mm -hmm. like, for instance, like the Vasper, which we have a Vasper at my studio in New York. And, and I love that. Yeah. But I realize that even that's a different thing because of the size of the band, you know, and the water inside. So maybe you can touch on that because I think... I, I at least for myself, I'd like to have some some sense of like, okay, here's a way to do it, but you can also try this. Yeah, I've never actually, I've, you know, I've heard of the Vasper. I've never actually used it myself, but as far as I know, the water inside gets cold, right? So it's almost like a combination of like cryo with BFR and uh, you know some aerobic uh, intensity in there. And so, yeah, to your point, there's systems out there like Vasper, which you know the cold water is just constricting even more. So the cold inside the the bands is just further enhancing the restriction in the Vasper device. But they obviously are doing it. I, I think for you know most people it's probably not an issue. Generally we don't recommend it because that's just you know, our bands were designed based on the research that we had seen and I hadn't seen a lot of research at the time suggesting to wear both. So to be on the safe side, I always tell people just do one or the other, not both at the same time. But to your point, I do see some people talking about it. I see some, you know, some companies doing it like Vasper and, and it seems to be fine. And especially because, you know, the pressure that you're wearing these bands, you know, generally, generally we don't recommend wearing the bands very tight. Some people recommend, I've seen some people recommend wearing them very, very tight um, or training at very, very high pressures uh, or training with heavier weight than we recommend. Uh, but we generally try to err on the side of, you know, caution and, and to be a little bit safer. We just, you know, we tend to recommend tighten them to 50 to 70% perceived tightness and train with around 20 to 30% of your one rep max. That tends to be, you know, the, the safest bet. And so, yeah. So in terms of uh, what we recommend, generally it's one or the other, not both, but I have seen both done. Yeah. So, that's really interesting because, okay, so I, I own a Vasper or, you know, our studio has a Vasper and so I, I use it quite a bit and what one thing that I do notice about the Vasper is as far as the legs go, I get much more of a fatigue, this, this sensation of fatigue and I'm talking like a deep fatigue in my quads than I do on anything else. It's it's really interesting. And I think I could be wrong, but I think maybe the difference that I'm feeling there is that, you know, the 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 width of the cuffs, I would say is about 6 to 8 inches, right? Yeah. And now I don't feel the same fatigue in my arms, but with your BFR bands on my arms, I whoa, I do feel it. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so I, I don't know if there's something there. Maybe, maybe I'm like, so I have the Pro X bands, which are the red and black ones. And yep. I don't know if that's designed to be used for the legs and maybe I could do it, you know, a little bit better. But I know the protocol that you guys uh, roll out is it needs to be highest up on the arm, the highest part of the arm and the highest part of the leg. Do you have any or do you hear anybody else saying like, mm, I'm not really feeling the fatigue in the legs as much? Uh, if you're using the Pro X bands, that could be the case because the Pro X is mainly designed for upper body. Okay. Um, we mentioned that for some people, they can also use them for legs because of the length. The length of the bands will fit for many people for their upper legs. But for what you, you might find, especially if you're a fit individual, you might need something a little bit wider and a little bit longer in order to achieve a little bit of a higher pressure. You probably won't be able to achieve enough pressure with those particular bands on your legs uh, to get the results you want. So that's why on our website, on bfrshop.com, on BFR Shop, we have all of our bands, and the ones I generally recommend for legs are either our double wrap BFR bands, which are about 42 inches long, and you double wrap them, they're, th- they're three inches wide. So they're a little bit wider than the bands, bands you have, which are two inches. Um, but we also have our quad wrap BFR bands, which are even longer, and um, so you get additional wraps for increased pressure. And again, those are also three inches wide. So I like the three inch width for lower body. Um, that tends to be better and safe for the low, lower body for most individuals, and you'll be able to achieve you know, a wide range of pressures with that width. Uh, yeah, the Vasper, I mean, with the six to eight inch width, it doesn't take a whole lot of pressure in order to fatigue the muscle because you know, it's gonna start you know, occluding blood flow much more easily, much more quickly with that much width. Okay. So that's probably why you versus a two inch width. But I think you probably feel a similar uh, sensation with our quad wraps. I think you'd probably feel the same thing. Okay, interesting. So I'm definitely going to be looking into that. Um, and and for those of you listening, definitely keep keep on to this podcast till the very end because we're going to roll out some interesting things for you. Um, but I definitely want to look at those leg bands because I I kind of thought that may have been the case at least because you know I got I got pretty big legs and I'm an athlete. You know I play. I play basketball every week, two or three times a week, and I'm utilizing ARX and Vasper and, and sort of pushing myself to the limit with all this biohacking and whatnot. Um, but again, I, I think like now it's making sense what you're saying because it is much easier to occlude with that bigger that bigger surface area plus the water that's going through it and it's creating, creating more pressure that way. So, okay, cool. So mm-hmm. now we have a bit more of an understanding when it comes to what BFR is and what it's designed to do and maybe who it's for, maybe some techniques. Um, and then to your point, it's like, okay, you can either, you can kind of keep be safe and go with the route of just kind of upper body. Cause I think when you do it that way, you can go upper body one day, maybe lower body another day, sort of like the traditional bodybuilding, um, you know, strength training, uh, hypertrophy protocol. Um, but what, what is a typical workout week look like for you? Yeah. I mean, typically for me personally, it's, you know, a combination of different muscle groups on different days. So I personally am not doing total body workouts every day. Some people will do total about total body workouts, uh, for most of their workouts throughout the week for their schedule. But for me, it's, you know, kind of traditional bodybuilding style with split muscle groups, that sort of thing. And I'll integrate BFR, you know, right now at the end of my workouts, 
Um, and sometimes I'll mix it up. But instead of the end of the workouts, I'll do it maybe in between workouts on the off days. And, uh, and I, I also like to use BFR on my upper legs while just doing simple cardio. So like there are some days I might want to do some higher intensity cardio without the bands. And then there's other days where, you know, I don't want to overstress the nervous system or maybe I feel like maybe I'm a little bit taxed from, you know, my high intensity workouts. Then I'll put the bands in or I'll just simply walk at an incline on the treadmill at, a, uh, you know, 20 minutes at a, you know, small incline. Um, and that incline walking, there's actually quite a bit of research on walking with, uh, with occlusion is, uh, it has similar benefits to running and similar benefits to higher intensity, you know, sprinting and that sort of thing. So I like it because I'm getting a similar exercise benefit. I'm getting a, you know, similar stimulus to the high intensity training, but it gives my mind a chance to, you know, relax because you can, I mean, it's not like you're sprinting, you're just walking. So you could be mentally, you know, you're meditating in a way and letting your mind recover and get back into balance as well with your nervous system. So, um, so yeah, so that's how I personally like to use it. I like to use it on those cardio days and I like to use it at the end of my workouts right now. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you, you brought that into the, to the, uh, the, the topic about the research, because I was going to ask about sort of the cardio piece, because a lot of people, when they think of BFR bands, they think of only strength and size and, and muscles, but there's also some benefit to improving, as you mentioned before, I believe VO2 max and, um, you know, and, and just overall endurance. Do you, so for instance, I have a Carol bike here at home. And, um, and I, I most recently did their 30 sprint protocol, but it's, it's like a zone two sprint. So it's not like, you know, it's like 80% of your max sprint. So it's not crazy, but 30 times with blood flow occlusion, that was one of the few times that I definitely did feel it in my legs. And I, so I think it was a long enough and, and this is also kind of brings me to another point, but, um, that program doesn't exceed 15 minutes. And I'm, I'm seeing some research out there that says try not to go beyond 20 minutes on blood yeah. flow uh, occlusion or blood flow restriction. Yeah, that's generally what we recommend is generally 10 to 20 minutes in general for BFR workouts. And um, I've seen some people recommend loosening between sets. We generally you know, recommend keeping them tightened for the duration of that 10 to 20 minute BFR workout. So if you're using BFR as a finisher, for example, you know, you're wearing the bands at the proper tightness for the entire 10 to 20 minutes of that, you know, workout finisher. And, uh, and you don't, you take them off at the end of the workout, then you loosen them, take them off. Right. But that's generally what we recommend is 10 to 20 minutes, keep them tightened, that sort of thing. That's, that's what we recommend. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I want to mention too, you mentioned earlier about, you know, the, if you're doing a total body workout, you know, how would you utilize them? You could do upper body and lower body in the same workout, even though I don't recommend, you know, tightening both the bands, upper and lower at the same time and keeping them tight. Um, and then what you could do is you could simply, especially with like the pro X bands, which are fairly easy to loosen and tighten, you could keep them on the arms uh, or on the upper legs, but just keep them at, you know, a low tightness, basically no, almost no pressure, but just on. And then tighten, you know, cinch them up and tighten them when you're moving on to that leg exercise. So you could alternate in that way. That's they're designed to be that that quick and easy to tighten up and loosen. Yeah, exactly. So w- before we started recording, I I mentioned to you like 
some of the things that really drew me into just making the purchase and trying it out. And mm-hmm. one of those things is what you just mentioned, which is basically the ease, the, the convenience. And I know many of us today, um, I guess you can call us this, this trend of biohacking. Everyone's looking for like the best way to, to be efficient and effective and, and quantifiable. Um, but why don't you talk a little bit about sort of where your BFR bands evolved to the Pro X? Yeah, I mean, originally it started with, uh, you know, our, our simple design, which was a strap with the cam locking buckle, so that way you could lock the, and we still actually sell the, uh, a version of that, our Pro Bands. And, um, yeah, so we, we created the, we had something actually before the Pro Bands that had a different type of material, but we evolved that into the Pro Bands, which was two inches wide, a nice thick elastic material, and um, and then I had the cam locking buckle. Those are still really popular because it's still very easy for many people to lock and use on upper and lower body. And um, yeah, that evolved into the Pro X, which I wanted something that you could just pull to tighten. And so that has a spring-loaded mechanism where you just pull the band to tighten. Similar band material, same width, two-inch width. Uh, but yeah, you just pulled the Titan. Then we added a couple nuanced things, like we added the you know Velcro, and so there's you know on the Pro Bands we have just a, a little um, elastic loop where you could just like tuck the slack through. But that could be a little bit tricky to do with one hand to actually like tuck it under the loop. With the Pro X, we designed this Velcro to be on the loop and on the end of the band, so you can actually adjust where that thing is, where the elastic loop is, and you can just stick the end of the band to the loop. And it will just stay in place. You don't have to mess with any of it. You just, you know, put it on there and it'll stay in place. I love it. So it makes it a little bit easier, keeping the slack out of the out of the way. I love it. Yeah, I, I recently trained a client who came to me because she saw that I had posted a couple of videos or photos of, of me using it. And she was like, oh, she just thought, I think she thought that I just had a different color. But I think she had... A version, I think hers is like blue and black, and and then I have yep. a Pro X, right? And um, so I let her use mine, and she's like, "Oh, wow, th- these are <laughs> these are nice." So you know, kudos <laughs> to you for creating um, a very sort of noticeable difference from one model to the next, because someone who is a, B- a BFR band owner, you know, to see another model that was actually a little bit better, I think is cool. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, level for sure. That's our our goal is always just continual improvement, you know, trying to get better every day, one percent better every day. And um, yeah, where we have a lot of things in the pipeline this year to try to just improve upon that, make it even easier, make it better. Sweet. Um, Okay, so then let's let's obviously we need to talk about this because I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that's like, okay, well, if 20 minutes is great then like 30 minutes is better. Okay, we touched on, try to stay, think short and sweet, right? Minimum effective dose. So we got, we kind of flushed that out. But then what's mm-hmm. another sign of maybe when a person should should stop or reduce the pressure? You know, in terms of like, if it's too tight, yeah. if there's any type of, you know, numbness or tingling, if it's changing color, like turning blue, obviously it's too tight. But those are the main signs. I mean, if there's any kind of pain, numbness or tingling, that that's obvious it's too tight. You shouldn't feel that way. Um, like I said, most of the research used perceived tightness for practical BFR training. And so what that means is that they would tighten to what felt like 50 to 70% tightness. 
So it may seem subjective, but it's actually effective. It works to, to use this subjective protocol. So you just tighten to whatever feels like 50 to 70% tightness for you, and that's the appropriate pressure. So you, essentially you don't want it to be loose, and you don't want it to be too tight to where it's uncomfortable or where you're having like any kind of throbbing happening in your limbs, then obviously it's too tight. So that that's generally what we recommend. And yeah, like I said, if at any point it starts to feel too tight because, you know, one of the things that we didn't discuss is that when you start working out, you know, you're, you're increasing that blood flow. It's going to get tighter. Even if you don't touch the bands, if you tighten them to 70% and then you start working out or you do a warm up, you're probably going to be at like 75% after your warm up. Uh, so you might have to loosen them a little bit as you go along throughout the workout just by virtue of that. So that's generally why I recommend, you know, tighten to what feels like maybe 50% or 60%, do a good thorough warm-up, and then after the warm-up, you'll probably be sitting at about what feels like 70% tightness after a good thorough warm-up. Great. Okay, so well said. And so something else I think is also like a common question, um, being that it is – is uh, the BFR bands are designed to be in the upper arm or the upper leg. A lot of people think, well, that's just benefit for the upper arm or the upper leg, right? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you can touch on, because obviously going through the material that was that, that accompanies the bands, which is cool, right? The material that accompanies the bands when you purchase them shows mm-hmm. all kinds of things like crunches and Russian twist yeah. and, and other exercises. So why don't you talk about maybe the, the systemic or the total body effects or the regional effects of the BFR bands? Yeah. So BFR works through three primary mechanisms. Like you mentioned, it has a systemic effect, so it's going to affect the whole body. And uh, and that's because it's triggering these biochemical changes. So one of the ways it works is through metabolic accumulation or metabolite accumulation, primarily the accumulation of lactate. So you're accumulating lactate in the, you know, the thing that creates that burning sensation. Um, in that area, and that triggers a, you know, a systemic effect throughout the whole body, uh, particularly things like IGF-1 growth hormone. Um, those things are going to be triggered as a cascade, you know, downstream from, from uh, the metabolic accumulation. It also works through mechanical tension and cellular swelling. So um, there's a, a study, I don't remember if I included it in the ebook that comes to the bands, but I, I think I included some research in there. But one of the studies that was most interesting to me was this bench press study. And they wore the bands on the upper arms, but instead of doing arms, like biceps or triceps, they did bench press. And the goal was to improve one rep max on bench. And what they found is it did, in fact, the BFR group improved their one rep max on bench, but they also found that it actually improved the size and strength of the pecs, of the pec muscle. So whenever someone, you know, I get this common question a lot of like, oh, okay, how does wearing the bands on my upper arms affect my, you know, other muscle groups like my pecs? Or if I wear them on my upper leg, how is it going to affect my glutes or my calves? And that's how it affects it. It's, it's, it's having a systemic effect. And, and the effects of BFR travel beyond just the site of occlusion. So even though you're wearing it right there, you're still getting the benefits and uh, still getting the effects on those other muscle groups like glutes or calves or pecs, whatever, even though you're not, you know, you're not directly occluding that particular muscle group in that same way, like you are on the biceps and triceps and so forth. So, yeah, and part of that, I think, is increased activation of the muscle and, and that sort of thing, but also the cellular swelling, the metabolite accumulation, most likely. Right. Yeah, and, and I also like to 
sort of throw in that hormonal boost as well, right? Or like the optimization of hormones, because I think that's also an, another part that just kicks in. Um, and, you know, for guys, we can we can think of it as testosterone. Um, but it's almost like you're, you're challenging the system, the, the system is starting to freak out. And so now this cascade of chemicals have to kind of come in and, and, and help, right? Let's let, let's yeah. help this organism to get out of danger, right? Um, yeah. So I, I think that's really cool and something that people should really understand. That mm -hmm. makes this even more of the perfect tool to have with you, right? Um, and then like one of – I guess if you had to list three exercises that are your favorite when it comes to BFR training, what would you – say they those three are top three yeah i mean i would say probably for sure some type of bicep exercise like curls because that's going to feel for guys it's going to feel awesome yeah. you know you're going to get the best arm pump that you'll ever get uh using you know uh, bfr with bicep curls i also like to use them on things like squats for the lower body really really feels good especially because again that mechanical tension one of the things we didn't really talk about is that you know my perspective on exercise and fitness is really a neurological perspective and with, what I mean by that is that I'm looking at things not just through a biomechanical lens of you know mechanics and uh, and how the body moves but also how does this impact my brain and my nervous system which controls all the other systems and so you know things like mechanical tension like just by virtue of wear, literally wearing the band on the upper leg or upper arm you're, you know, activating different receptor types in the tissue, in this case, mechanoreceptors, as well as chemoreceptors and other types of receptors, because we talked about the metabolite accumulation, that sort of thing. So when you're activating these different receptor types, you're improving the brain's map of how to control and activate and contract the muscle and move that joint and move that body part. And so for me, I like that doing like a full range bodyweight squat um, it not only feels really good to, to, you know, on the joints and feels like a really good burn on the lower body, but it's also improving the mechanics and it's just good for overall health, in my opinion, to, to do a good full range squat like that without, you know, significant load. So yeah, I like the bicep curls, the squats, third favorite exercise, probably I would say I like bench press. I, I do like using that. Um, actually another exercise I did like for a little while was, um, doing some shoulder press as well. My, my sh shoulder press was a little bit weak in general because I think again, when it comes to the, the neuro part of it, for me, that was a little bit threatening for the brain to, you know, my, when my joint would go past a certain point, I would reach a point where, you know, I'd get weak and, um, they call that arthrokinetic reflex or something like that. And essentially, you know, when that happens with certain heavy exercises, you can, you know, you hit a plateau. You can't really get much stronger uh, on that exercise. And so that I was experiencing that with shoulders. And so I was doing a lot of BFR shoulder work for a while and I hadn't done any heavy shoulder press in a while. And then when I had come back to heavy shoulder press, I actually came back stronger. So I did like that that purpose. Yeah, it was interesting not having done any heavy shoulder press. And then I came back and I was like, wow, I'm actually doing more than I was able to do before, and I haven't even lifted heavy with shoulders. So That's it was cool. interesting to see. And I think part of that was because, like I said, it was just the improved mapping, the improved, you know, contractile mapping, and uh, and just the improved sensation, you know. There's parts of your brain, like your, you know, your, your sensory cortex and your motor cortex that sit adjacent to each other, and when you activate one part of the brain that sits adjacent to another, you activate both, you know, neurons that wire together, fire together, and so... Mm -hmm. 
think most likely by virtue of that, by, by activating these different receptor types and, and uh, you know, by providing that type of a novel stimulus to the brain, it's, you know, for a lot of people, it's going to help unlock some hidden strength that, you know, they weren't able to unlock before, or, you know, uh, it's going to enable them to, you know, surpass certain plateaus that they may have not have been able to surpass before because of these limited, you know, these rate limiters, like I talked about before, almost like a governor chip in a car, right? You know, your brain is trying to protect you. It's trying to keep your body safe. And so when, when you hit a certain limitation, a lot of times it's the brain putting the brakes on you so you don't hurt yourself. So you don't, you know, pull a muscle or, you know, damage a joint, uh, something along those lines. And so BFR, I feel like, can be very useful in that case. That's amazing. And, and again, not to continue plugging EMS too much, but what you just described is almost the exact reason why I love EMS because it also allows a person to sort of, well, yeah, I guess you could say involuntarily activate the parts of their body that they're unable to activate voluntarily or if they are able to activate voluntarily to be able to go deeper and get right to the fast twitch right away right and so that's why i like ems but i also i don't know if you've tried this or not but i like to use to your to your point about the the neuro piece i like to use the halo neurosport 2 um mm-hmm. and i so i use that and then I put on my BFR bands, and then I I definitely love curls. I definitely love squats, but I also love pull ups with this thing, like, like yeah. pull ups. Oh my gosh! You, you want to talk about trying to break past a plateau? I actually felt like I'm stronger, believe it or not, stronger when I have BFR bands on doing pull ups than I am without them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I believe it. And just for the reasons you mentioned, you know, just. The fact that you have better, you know, input to the brain because you have this mechanical tension on the upper arm, you're probably activating the right muscle groups. And I think for a lot of people, especially when it comes to compound exercises where it's, you know, requiring multiple joints, they're probably hitting a plateau with things like pull-ups and squats and whatever it may be because of the fact that, you know, a smaller muscle group is trying to take over and do all the work. Instead of the lats, they're just using all biceps for pull-ups. And in your case, when you wear the bands, you're probably getting better lat activation, making it much easier to do that pull-up. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, this is fun, man. I I, I love, um, you know, I knew you'd be great to have on the show just because, one, you know, who better else to have the person who created this wonderful product. Um, and, And so I definitely, before we wrap up, I definitely want to thank you for coming on. I also want to thank any of our listeners for listening up to this point. Because we want to offer, you've graciously um, approved a, a discount for our listeners. Um, so if maybe you can rattle that off and mention what we what we did, we talked about doing. Sure. Yeah, I think we discussed. Uh, you know, the discount code is simply ten, uh, and that's it's not case sensitive, so you can do upper or lower case. And simply ten can be used at bfrshop.com on pretty much anything that'll work store-wide just for these listeners perfect and that's 10 that's yeah 10 percent off which is great um you know and and, it, and it, the good thing um is that this is not a very high price point which i think is also awesome and um and most of my listeners know that like i i am super transparent about anything that is given to me None of these were given to me. I bought these and we got in touch and, you know, I'm using them. I've gifted them to uh, a few of my clients 
especially my clients who travel. And and so also something I want to do is we're going to take basically the best review out there. So like uh, obviously any of you should be following Simply Walk the Talk and um, and and I at that point I'm hoping you subscribe to the podcast. And then Grace and I will go through these and look to see which person has the best review. And then we're going to give that person a set of the BFR Band Pro X. Okay? Yep. So, um, and yeah, so I, th- I think this will be a fun opportunity for some people to get creative. And we'll send you a, uh, a set of bands. Um, and then also, before we go, I always, anytime I have a guest on the show, I always like to ask two questions, okay? And then at the very end, I'll give everyone an opportunity to hear you uh, mention like where they can find you. But before we do that, I like to ask two two questions. One is, what is your top one or two pet peeves, okay? And two is, what are you most grateful for? It can be anything about work or life or whatever. So first. I like to kind of, you know, talking about pet peeves is a really good way to understand a person because a lot of times we present ourselves in this very polished manner, which is great. But then, like, mm-hmm. what really gets under Kusha's skin, you know? And then the other thing would be, again, something you're grateful for. Sure. Yeah, it's a top pet peeves. Let me see. You know, I'm, I'm such a gym rat that, you know, I'm so old school. Like, when I see people not re-rack their weights, I'm just like, that drives me crazy. That's one of my pet peeves. I'm like, put your weights back. Don't be lazy. You know, that that's a big pet peeve. Um, the other thing I would say, just more on a holistic level, pet peeve of mine is like when people are just so, um, you know, uh, just kind of myopic when it comes, especially in the fitness world, people get so focused and latch on to one thing. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the only thing. This is it. And I've always tried to be very careful about that because obviously with BFR, that's, you know, that's our product. But even with our own product, I've always been trying to be very cognizant of the fact that, you know, there's other tools and methodologies that might be, you know, better suited for somebody. So um, I don't ever like to be myopic like that. And some people are just especially trainers and, and uh, coaches sometimes can get really myopic and and then you know, and they just say and they bounce around from one thing to the next whatever's hot at that time they're like this is the next big thing <laughs> and got to just slow down and and understand that you know it's it's a process and you got to integrate the basics i mean the fundamentals and the principles will never go away you you know you got to have some form of exercise to be healthy and uh, uh and so and, yeah so i'd say those are probably my two top pet peeves uh, something I'm grateful for, I would say my family for sure. I have two kids. I have an uh, 18-month-old and a four-year-old and my wife. And, um, yeah, just very, very grateful to, you know, to have them and, and uh, be able to enjoy spending. We spend a lot of time together. I'm here at home working in the home office, mostly work from home. And um, just doesn't get any better than that, you know, being able to spend a lot of time together. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I mean, why else do you, you know, you want to get fit and healthy if not to, you know, have more energy and, uh, you know, and, um, you know, to be able to spend time with the people you enjoy the most. I love it. Beautiful, man. That is beautiful. So before we wrap up, uh, tell, tell listeners how they can find you, how they can sort of, uh, keep track with what you may have in the pipeline, which you mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, so like if you're on social media, which I know you are, but why don't you just rattle off the best ways to kind of connect with you? Yeah, I mean, the best would be, you can always email me directly at kusha, that's K-U-S-H-A, 
at bfrbands.com. Uh, that's my personal email. You can always email me there with questions. Um, and then our, you know, social media, our main social media is our Instagram. So that's at BFR underscore bands. Um, at BFR underscore bands is our Instagram handle. So you can find us there, send us a DM or, you know, I love it when people tag us and, and, you know, repost stuff. So we're happy to share people's stuff on our page too if you tag us. So, um, so there's that. And then our website, bfrshop.com is our website. You can check us out there and, and see everything we have there. We have a lot of new stuff in the pipeline. You know, we have, we actually have a new version of our pro bands that came out recently called a pro premium. So I mentioned earlier, the elastic band with the cam locking buckle, those bands are still very popular. They're blue with the black stripes, like you mentioned, and uh, we came out with a newer version a few months ago called the Pro Premium, where the buckle is solid metal, so it's very you know heavy duty instead of being plastic. It's very strong and, and almost indestructible, and the band is actually twice as thick now too. So it's extremely thick, which means you can increase the pressure very easily with the thickness of this band. And we designed the band to be you know anti-fray material. And it actually has numbers printed on the band, so you can, you know, create symmetry between lamps and that sort of thing, just like the Pro X. So we have some cool new stuff in the pipeline that's similar to to the Pro Premium. That, uh, yeah, it's going to integrate some cool technology as well. And yeah, I won't say too much. I don't want to spoil it because it's going to be out in a few months. But yeah, we have some cool stuff like that, as well as you know, we're always testing other different product lines as well. You know, we have the BFR bins, but we also have. A lot of other cool recovery uh, biohacking products that we'll be launching this year as well in the next few months. Exciting stuff, man! Exciting stuff. Well, again, Kusha, really, really thankful for you. Thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on to the show. And uh, any of you listeners out there that have questions for him, he didn't even skim the surface on the science because he knows it all. So, um, so definitely feel free to reach out to him. And then again, don't forget to subscribe to the show and also leave a review. And we're going to pick the, the, the best review. I know it's subjective, but we're going to pick the best review. And I'm going to personally give out a, a set of the BFR Pro X bands, okay? So until next time, we'll see you later. <laughs>